Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Colin Young, is, do you want to get... Bring the great man in. Get him in early. Get him in early. Mate, you don't have Colin Young walking yeah. around the, the suburbs oh, without... Thanks for putting a shirt on for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tight one. Uh, young, he just... Uh, anyway, any seat, mate. You pick yeah. you. Welcome pick. to the neighbourhood well, there, well brother. Well done, mate. We've already played... We've got a bit of neighbours action for Mr Colin Young, please. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much. This one. <laughs> yes. Everybody needs good names. Uh, Corporate Sports Australia, player manager to the stars. Welcome aboard. Welcome to our hood. That's brilliant. <laughs> what a great way to start the morning listening to neighbours. Want to go? Want to go for lunch later? Yeah, bar well, across the road. Well, there. I'm, I'm in danger now with you here. Uh, across here, uh, the park, buddy. Ten o'clock straight across the road. So you've moved here. Where were you? You've had a couple of little venues. Um, you've decided to base yourself here. What's behind that venture move? Uh, Paul, who uh, owns the, the company outright, he's um, he. We started when I started working with him. In we started working railway road West Perth. Yep. Uh, then um, Paul had a great idea to buy a, a, a building in the city. We had a bar in it and no. a restaurant. Which I was like that 1927? That's correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I like Paul. <laughs> yeah, I know the players like Paul. So, uh, and then um, we, that Paul sold the building. We went back to railway. And then uh, for the last three years, we've been trying to move in next door. So... When I just walked past you guys, then I saw the pictures on the on the windows. That's I thought, good. oh, we're not far away, and I saw all the, the eighteen lockers in the uh, in the uh, foyer there, which are all the teams will be on there, and our names of players we've represented. So clever it should work. be good. Yeah, clever work. And and look, we've made a bit of light of it before you arrived, and when we saw yeah. you outside, having to admire your work, Oscar Allen, front and centre. Um, did you choose Oscar? Is he the? And I say this, yeah. is he the pinup boy now? I think if you speak to Andrew McDougall, he is. So. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, I had no choice and didn't know who was going on the windows and uh, I had my suggestions and then I'm sure that Dukes overruled me. But Sonny got a shot. David Swallow got a shot. Courtney Bruce. Courtney Bruce, yeah. yeah. that's a great signing. World's best netballer. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. And, and look, we're going to uh, mm. dig a little bit deeper in a moment and we, we've grabbed you in off the street a little bit early. Um, of course, uh, we've just seen uh, Show Me the Money too. Would you are, again, very prominent in that. Uh, so was I. You've got to speak um, your mind more, though. You're a closed book. I pull back a fair bit, I can tell you that. <laughs> if there was an F-bomb count, you probably are on the podium. Oh, look, I haven't um, – I've seen about an hour and ten, and I'm going to watch – I think I have to watch now that I'm going to ask so many questions about it on the weekend, mind. But this one told me last year that you can only drop so many F-bombs in a minute, so I was very conscious about going, is that six or four or three or one? <laughs> you're you're conscious good. of breaking yeah. the record. Oh, there's a bit of pressure there, it's I can tell you. How, you. how long is that filmed for? You were, over, over what period? I felt like six months. I, yeah. I think it would have been at least three months. Uh, but when you work in the industry, the players, obviously, as you know, Scotty, when you're in the lockers, every second word is the F-bomb. Yeah. So well, you get caught up after that for after about 20 years. It's such a versatile word, though. Can we yeah, well, complimentary. Yeah. You might bring Negative. up a player in the morning and go, how are you going? How are you yeah. going? <laughs> yeah. I'm going all right. Um, Sometimes you get, what the do you want? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> Am I in trouble? You probably haven't, um, you know, you've been doing this for for long enough now. With cameras and the the... 
invasive nature of it, but the the end mm. product is amazing. You know, but as a you know a voyeur, we, we, we want to watch. We want to watch the train wrecks. We want to watch the action. Mm. It's gripping that last day. You running up and down the corridor mm. with Marvel. Does it change your way you do business knowing that the cameras are there? You sort of. When you watch reality shows, you always go, well, they, got the, they know they've got the camera on them. <laughs> um, but it, it does at the start a little bit, and then you're sort of at the end, you just got to keep on flowing. you got to be – when we started – well, we agreed to do the show, and we agreed to do the second show because, you know, the first one, we didn't get much thing done because of COVID. And Andrew and I really wanted to show the general public and the punters, and some might not like it, some might like it, that that's really what goes on mostly. Um, even – it was a bit – calm in the in the hub at the AFL on last day, because normally you find a few clubs argy-barging in the hallway and down the end, and you hear a bit of noise, but it was pretty quiet. But with the cameras, in the end, you sort of just move on. And I must admit, it's, you know, it's a lot easier when you've you've kicked 10 and you're going well and you're getting interviewed, but when you've got the camera on you and you've got this heat and stress of people wanting you to do their, you know, your job to the best of your ability to achieve a, a positive result, there's a little bit of pressure there. So I think I said at the start that this is going to be fun, and I think the last 30 seconds I was white. So Yeah, handled the last few minutes amazing. If that, and I'm sure yeah. that's a true indication. You were very, very calm yeah. on the outside. No, no, I was. I just, look, I've changed since COVID. I've, I've taken some good medication. I'm pretty calm these days. So, <laughs> um, no, You work I, for the players, though. That's what the supporters need to understand. You work for the players. It's like a real estate agent working for the vendor. It's, yeah, look, it's, it's it, as simple as that. Yeah, and you, you, you don't work for the clubs. I had this question asked when I was in Melbourne, you know, about the trades and how many you do, but how many you don't do. Like, mm. you know, we've had some great players, uh, and we've got a lot of great players, but if you go back through Fremantle with Aaron Sandlands and um, Hayden Ballantyne and Paul Medhurst and all these players, and you, 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 I can tell you that Sandy had a couple of offers to go, but he didn't want to go because of certain reasons. So I get advised by my player who tells me what to do, what to do, yeah. and I've got to do it to the best of my ability. So when you just said then, it's about the deals that don't get done because there's a, there's a heap. Do you tell every player that the club could possibly trade them, or is there some that you go, you know what, they don't need to know that? If no, they don't go any further, they don't need to know. At the right time, you really certainly need to tell the player, look, I think in... I can uh, read the tea leaves. I think we might be in a bit of trouble here, and um, you know, there's no contract offer oh, and, and all that. So many times. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in a bit of trouble here. I think you're in trouble here. So, but <laughs> what you do, and um, same with everyone, like you just sort of in business, you've got to start planning, and you start planning from November. So basically, the trade period, the drafts over, then we get there at the board. We start looking at players that could be in a little bit of trouble. Hopefully, we get some contract extensions done early. You meet with every AFL club to find out what they met, they they achieved through in trade, what they didn't achieve through trade, what they'll be looking for this year if they go to trade, um, and you just keep lodge that in the back of your mind that geez, um, you know, this club's looking for a wingman, so if our wingman's in trouble, you know, hopefully our wingman stays because you really want your players to stay where they are. That's the ideal thing, but unfortunately, it's two way, two way street. Some clubs we saw with Grundy that you know Collingwood wanted Grundy out. You know, mm. I go back to Paul Medhurst and we signed a two year deal with Paul to stay at Fremantle because Frio, sorry, Paul Medhurst was just bled for him. He just wanted to go, and his teammates were there. And um, unfortunately, you know, uh, I think it was um, Schwabby was CEO then called me and said, "Look, just let you know we're um, even though we signed a two year deal yesterday, we think we're going to trade Paul to Collingwood and get mm. talent." So okay, well I'll go speak to Paul, and we were hugging it out in the back of his house, crying, saying because he didn't want to go. Mm. So you, you go feeling yeah. <laughs> all these feelings. Yeah, so it's it's a myriad of thoughts going through it all, but we always plan. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, Kane Corns uh, was one. Uh, Hayes mentioned it yesterday on the show as well in regards to the McGovern story, whether it's 
got any traction or not about Mitch and, and, and Jeremy playing together. I'm going to get your comment on that in a moment. Okay. You were quoted on Seven and in the West today about it. Oh, okay. Do you know, are you the manager of Justin Longmuir? No. Okay. Right, stop. Can we stop? Can we finish well, there? Let's yeah, just move but, on. But is that, is that, I said is that, that during that, trade period as well. I had that question. I said, I'm not managing Justin. I did. You were, manage, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once he was finished, we, he had his contract signed. Um, you know, we sort of, I hadn't spoken to Justin for six months. So, but we're good friends. So we, we, I worked hard for him. Justin had a couple of offers to go in when he was playing at Fremantle and decided to stay with the club as well. So, no, that's not, there's so nothing Griffin there. So, Griffin Logue, Blake Akers. Um, Rory Lobb. Rory Lobb. When when they are in your stable and they're all Fremantle-based and you're good mates with Justin Longmill, I want to ask how easy is that or how difficult is that and how do you sleep? Well, Justin knows how I operate. And, you know, when Justin had, you know, the knee and, um, you know, even though uh, um, Justin's obviously now at Fremantle, but during that journey I was sort of consulting to him about his career. So... I helped him get from Fremantle to West Coast Eagles and um, truth be known, there was a couple of offers for Justin to go to the Adelaide Crows a few times, so we negotiated that for him. In the end, got him to Collingwood, Collingwood. As, a, as, as a consultant, just all just helping him out along the way. And then uh, we got wind that there was a chance to go, you know, to go to Fremantle, so we helped him along there and got him there. So, um, you know, I had chats with Justin early about, um, you know, the players and you'd sort of, there's a fine line because you represent the players and, you know, when Justin got yeah. the job. Has the, fr- has the friendship been stretched, though? Because it's been pretty brutal. And if you, watch, to, if you, watch, if you watch Show Me the Money, yeah. you, 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 and Scotty's right, you're working for the player, we get all that. But it's fairly brutal. And we had David Wall, David Walls on, of course, and you, yeah. were, you watched back in our comments with him in regards to, yeah. to Rory, let him go, he doesn't want to be there, and you sort of were making comment. You have, there were some digs at Fremantle in there from you. What was there? Yeah. Which ones? Oh, the bit about um, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, uh, gobbledygook. Oh, this is the stuff I've already spoken to you about and stuff like that. But just in general, do you think the friendship has been stretched with Justin after the no, look, fairly brutal yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't get invited to dinner anymore, but um, uh, look, we'll Does speak. Does that bother you? Oh, Justin and I, I, I love Justin. We emailed each other the other day about a few things, so we'll be fine. We'll be move on. Part of your you, can't, you, you can't only email people when you're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're a, when you're an AFL coach and you get up at five in the morning and you finish at ten at night, you don't do much talking. I can mm. tell you. And Justin, Justin, even when he started working at um, uh, Fremantle Football Club, we'd hardly. You know, he's he's an AFL coach. You manage coaches different. I've had Chris Conley who was at Fremantle, and I had Scotty Waters and St Kilda. And as soon as they become AFL coaches, the the walls go up. They're busy. They've got a job mm. to do. They've got to win a premiership. The manager is the last person, or the person who's helping them or consulting, has got nothing to do with their career. So their you know. wallets disappear too. Something about some <laughs> wallets just yeah. No, it's fine. But I've got a we've got a relationship. You just as I said to you, I've said many years. You the good clubs. You have the gloves on. You have a little bit of argy bargy. I mean, David Walls and Peter Bell did a great job. The club would be very happy with how they operated during trade period. They did a good job. They, you know, they had me working pretty hard um, to get you know to achieve a result that they needed. You know, it, everyone Dom Ambrosio from Brisbane. You know, Sammy Power, I'd hate to play cards against him. He he, he had me. So, you well, know. he asked the microphone to be taken off and wouldn't speak to you without the mic on, or Paul Connors, I think, was involved in that. Sorry. No, it wasn't me. I it was actually. Paul Connors. Yeah. But then, then but they, they showed all of that because they had Dunkley and uh, yeah. the, whole, the whole trade going on mm-hmm. with the, with Rory and everything. Uh, you're right. He, he is 
He gives nothing. Yeah, no, he he he's one of the best card players. Him and Brad Lloyd, you know, they've always. Is that been, right? But I I actually know. took my microphone off on every single time I went into the rooms because I didn't want to be disrespect, disrespectful for what and okay. how we we worked through a negotiation. How did the producers go for a documentary like that? So, oh, they were pretty keen to have it in there. But you, you know, even during the year when you were talking to clubs, they'd go, "Hey, young, are you got the mic on?" And I go, "No." <laughs> okay, well then let's have the chat. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but you know, most I actually advised everyone. I advised David. Um, you know, I advised Dom. Every person that we were going to have business with or do negotiating with during the trade period, I advised them that the show's doing. Be careful, it's on. Just tell me if you know. Um, and when you sit down with the uh, producers, um, I did it about four days after or before the draft. You sort of look at the vision. You only have control over your own vision. You don't. I have no control over Andrew's vision or Paul. Con- I don't. We don't see any other body of the vision. All I saw was my vision, and and I can tell you that I would have done easy, easy two hundred more hours than that. Yeah. So I can assure you that that was mild. So. Kane Corns uh, was one, and there's been others, have spoken about this story, which is not new, this talk of uh, Jeremy McGovern and Mitch McGovern wanting to play in their same team. They, I think I've said it five years ago, that it would be nice at one day to play in the same team. I think since then, uh, Mitch has gone to Carlton from Adelaide. This is how it played out on Sports Day, Kane Corns and also uh, Jared Healy. And the talk is coming from the management group of the McGovern brothers. Okay. So so we're talking Jeremy and, and Mitch McGovern, one at West Coast, one at Carlton. And the idea and the prospect is, is nice, and there's a nice novelty that they will end their careers playing together. But this is how they get a bad name, because Mitch is coming out of contract at Carlton. Um, of course, he signed that five-year deal worth about 800000 a season after leaving Adelaide. And Jeremy's one of the highest-paid players in the league. He signed that five-year, $5 million deal in 2018. Now, let's go to Jeremy. He's talking about the prospect of playing his brother, which either means one of them has to leave and, mm-hmm. and go somewhere. The lack of loyalty around this is, is stunning, really. Maybe that's a reflection of where the game is at, but... He signed that deal, $5 million. He's missed 29 games in the last four years, so four years of that deal. And he's got one All-Australian since signing that deal, and he finished sixth in the best and fairest. If you're getting paid a million bucks, you would want a better return than that. Now, let's go to Mitch. Five years, $4 million. He played 33 games in the time at Carlton, seven last year. He's been unfit, and I believe he's been unprofessional. And the prospect that he's talking about leaving, I mean, I would be kissing the feet of Carlton. Thoughts? You're their manager. Absolute rubbish. So it's disappointing when you get, you know, ex-footballers who start, you know, I'm not saying, you know, we've got one here sitting next to me, but at least he's honest and, you know, will do his homework if there's a story out there. Well, what didn't Kane do his homework on? Well, he didn't give me a call. You know, you usually get journalists like, whether it be Kel Toomey, Damien Barrett, John Ralph, they'll make the phone call, hey, mate, is there any truth to this story? There's no truth to this, that story. And if you read the headline, the headline even said Cinderella story, which is a fairy tale. Yeah. So why are you talking about a fairy tale? This is a ridiculous beat up load of crap. So this is why players don't want to talk to the media sometimes. Now, it was an honest conversation by Jerry McGovern. But is that also why some media don't want to talk to player managers because they don't get told the truth? Mate, I, I tell, mate, I unfortunately tell the truth. And the story, be, and for, I'm, this is, you, I'm, the listeners will laugh. Sometimes I tell the truth and they go, that can't be true. <laughs> no, that's the truth, mate. You can print that if you want, but I don't try and talk to the media. And I actually don't, as you know, Tim, do a lot of it. But I sometimes tell the truth and they don't believe it. 
But that story, look, we were walking down to do that promotion with the story uh, for the show, and the A's grabbed us and started talking about what the show, you know, happy and all that. So at the end of it, to his credit, he said, oh, you've got a big year next year, you boys. Um, you've got, you know, Soap Player, you've got McGovern out. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I heard, I heard Jeremy's podcast. Oh, yeah. So two journalists heard Jeremy's podcast. Scoey asked him, would you ever like to play with your brother? So where is the crime in answering that question? Mm. Hey, yeah, I'd love to play with my brother. If that was possible, I'd love to play with my brother. That is it. So I, that story has come from that. Can I ask you? Yeah. Do you think the McGovern's will play together before their season? No, I don't. Is over? No, I don't. I'd love them to, but no, I don't. Is there any, absolutely any... Thing happening under the water right now? Are you paddling in any direction to get them to play together before they're no, so? No, we're not. It's just, it's, the planets don't line up. So we would have, you know, Jer- Jeremy is, you know, very. Do they know that? Do the McGovern's know that it's unrealistic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they both know. And, and uh, Andrew, you know, I can't speak for Mitch now, but I know he caught up with him on the weekend. And, you know, Mitch is pretty keen. He loves Carlton, loves his teammate, Zach Fisher, Blake Akers is now. They're all close. There's a few, you know, Cripsy, the WA crew's tight there. So, and I know for a fact that uh, Andrew was spoken to the club last year. Unfortunately, Mitch had some injuries late. But I know that Andrew asked the club about, you know, next year, what time for extension and all that. He's pretty keen to stay. Uh, Andrew? McDougal. With Mitch McGovern. Yeah, so, no, it was just a, look, and then we were, you know, oh, you know, he said, would it happen? And I said, look, it's a Cinderella story. It's a fantasy because it can't. It's the planets won't align. So unless, unless you know, West Coast ring me today and say, look, we don't want to secure Jeremy for next year, well, then that could be. But I, at the moment, no chance, no way. And, you know, there you go. But the disappointing thing I want to, or the fact I want to make is, Jeremy was asked an honest question. So where is the crime in answering that question? Honestly, geez, I'd love to play with my brother. I think Corns played with his brother. I think he was pretty happy about that. I think the family were happy about that. An honest question, you know what, pick up the phone. Hey, mate, this is what said. Was that not said? No, mate, there's no story there. Move on. And all it does is create angst with the players going, gee, I can't answer any more questions about my even family now. It's just a load of crap. If he said, yeah, I'd love to play with my brother and we're trying really hard to make that happen, then there's a story. I understand. <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's, there's nothing there. And it's very funny, though, to say, nah, I don't really want to play with him. We don't really, we're not that tight. Yeah, no. Young E, Paul from Wellard has texted. He said, morning, boys. Can you ask Colin why Griffin Lowe wasn't prepared to fight for his spot in the best 22 and decided to leave? Seems strange that he left a club close to a premiership to go to a club that looks way off. Quite quite not sure why he wasn't fighting for his stay in the 22 because he was at all time. Hmm. So, you know, he was dropped after he got coaches voted GWS. So, but he does, you know, he was said at the start of the year, I think they put him up early, so, you know, he didn't, you know, the club put him up early through the media. He did say, love nine and love the club, which he does, he still does. And he, he said that and, he, you know, he, um, you know, at the end of the day, he thought that, you know, he probably, <laughs> fight, for the, fight for his job. If he wasn't getting a game now, let's just say he stayed and he didn't get a game round one. Mm. He would be, as you know, Scotty. What have I done? Mm. What have I done? Is it is it fair to say? And I, I was yeah. stunned. We asked the question a lot uh, last year. Why players wanted out of Fremantle? It seemed like there was a few that wanted out. Well, there was three definitely that wanted out, and we're saying exactly the same thing. They're in the best position they've ever been in. Freo, why are players wanted out? Is it fair to say that Freo have lowballed a, a a lot of players? Well. This is, I know that's a strong word, and we, you know, we used a couple of those terms during the show, but um, it was just that you, you don't know what the club's position is with their salary cap. They're obviously not going to tell you where it is. So when you do get an offers that are below what they're on, uh, both Blake and, and Griffin, and quite substantially low, 
it, it was a bit of a concern because normally, you, you know, you don't start, you usually start, clubs start about 10% or 20% under what they're probably, to, you know, to work towards what they yeah. want to get. So it was a bit of a surprise. But Fremantle, David and Peter, you understand, they have a job to do. Mm. You, you get it. So you just got to try and work with it. So there's certainly, you know, there's no angst. Thought Cafe he'd come in, coffee, yeah. Thought he'd come in, check out his new digs, just have a nice quiet morning. <laughs> He's been great. It's it's refreshing. I love it. And the text messages saying yeah, the same thing. Exactly there's so much right. interest in what you do, youngie, and how it all works and that. So. Yeah, it's for Macca's Ice Coffee, Coffee, Food for Nazi. Can you stay? We've just got to get a break away. Can you stay for another 10 minutes? Yeah, no break? Good on you. Say, Colin uh, Young. No, there's only been one other person, I think, in the history of this show, which is 12 months, that has moved on this day. Yeah, it's you now, young yeah. On this day's very special segment, but we're going to put it after you because we don't want to lose your interest. The cafe ice coffee, crafting baristas, smooth, refreshing made. We we'll get a break, some news, and come back with more from Colin Young. <laughs> Colin Young, Corporate Sports Australia, is yeah, our new neighbour. Yeah, in the building next door. When do you actually physically move in? I think you'll be in trouble now saying that. By the way, oh, you're in, you're friends with C. Oh, next door. Oh, oh yeah, you're, um, you're in the pod now. You're in trouble because yeah, we'll obviously you've got your own toilet. We'll obviously <laughs> 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 Mate, you've got a bit of bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do. Yeah, and just you know, the plumbing works well in yours. Ours backed up the other week. We had to run next door to yours. So worse. Yeah, well. you did flush, didn't you? Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, you, you want to be after he's finished? Yeah, Fleet Network, oh, Cowboys, that's quick. They are very quick. Uh, we, we, a couple more for you. We yeah, appreciate sure. yeah, you I want to ask you, your players that you've got now that are coming out of contract this season, <laughs> I don't start on uh, that. starting yeah. March on you. So yeah. who's out of contract this year? Youngie or free agencies at, at West Coast or Frio or <gasps> potential targets for West Coast and Frio? Uh, well, I think you know, West Coast have stated they'll, they'll go to the draft for a couple of years, which mm. is pretty good. And um, you'd imagine along the way they picked up one player from Melbourne this year, so you'd imagine they'd probably have a look to see what players, and they'll evaluate that during the year, like all clubs evaluate. At the start of the year, might say, well, we need a full back, but some young Someone kid might, might jump up, up and then yeah. they don't need it. So, um, you know, they've got a, a few players, uh, you know, the, like Nick Nat and Louis, unfortunately, into right now, the Achilles. You know, you've got Bunga done around, so you just don't know what they're going to do with their list and what they, you know, what they might look for. Jimmy McGovern wants to go to Carlton. Yeah, yeah. apparently so. Yeah, Mitch yeah. wants to come to West Coast. So that would be awkward if you swap them both <laughs> over and you really stuff that one. <laughs> and and they're going, oh, no. No, no, I think Simo would kill me. Oh, you never talk to me if Jez left. <laughs> so. He's not going anywhere, Jim. No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> but um, no, it looks, we, um, we have about... Uh, not show me the money. 12 monies. No, I know. See, there you go. <laughs> my, my wife's even worse, you know. Like, so she, she goes, this is, you, I've got three sons, and you can imagine when we're talking, it's like we're in the locker room, the three of us. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, we'll get moving anyway. There's no seven-second delay. Look, there's about, 100, there's about 113, 114 free agents that I know about now. Some could have signed without us knowing. So you'd imagine yeah. it's going to be a fairly busy industry wow. again next year. Um, we, you know, Andrew and I have probably about a dozen players out of contract. I'm not expecting a big trade period from me next year, that's for sure, and I'd appreciate if it's not. So you don't, um, you don't manage Hayes and Marto, do you? Because geez, they got a good, good contract. Yeah, yeah, really good deal. A massive amount of holidays. Yeah, like eighteen they weeks don't a year. Holidays. No, they don't do that. You, most you, of their, you, most you of these shows are done from a pub. Well, you know, I, um, I think that might be a good line. Just get in, and start looking after you guys. Wow. Uh-huh. I've seen that in action. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if Hutchie will agree with any of that. That's what I'm Fleet Network, Domino's <laughs> Novated Leasing Car Specialists. Now, um, what do you do? What is the priority right now for Corporate Sports Australia? What, what, what's your priority in the next 
month? Uh, meeting with all the players, seeing how their pre-season went, um, everything going well with the club, uh, footwear, runners okay, boots, everything okay there, how's it going off, do they want to buy cars, you know, they're into buying houses and Fleet network. All, all that sort Fleet of network. stuff. Yeah, is, that, missing, is yeah. that with... Um, That's Frank Agostino, Frank? yeah. Great yeah, man, by, Frank. And if they, if they, they want to sell a house, uh, my mate here is now a uh, oh. sales rep. You should be, uh, but Frank does a magnif- <laughs> Frank does a magnificent <laughs> job. But it's mainly That's not just a compliment. <laughs> Real estate people, but oh, uh, coming from a player manager. We've turned the corner. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, just uh, on a serious note, let's just straighten things yeah. up. You are the manager of the Corporate Sports Australia for, for Zane True and Rhett Bazo, two young men that have mm. done it really tough over the last couple of oh, months. Good. What role? Does a sports management group play around that, or is it a football club and too personal to get involved in? No, no, it's it, um, Andrew is their direct manager, so he was completely involved, especially when Kylie passed. So there was a fair bit of, you know, Andrew was down at the home quite a bit with Rhett and support. The club was magnificent, as you'd, you'd imagine, um, in different aspects with, unfortunately, for Zane and the mum. So, but no, we're, we're, we're there if we need. We, we certainly put our, you know, we make the call, which is a tough one, mm. um, and they know we're there. Um, the club, as I said, West Coast, that's they're sensational, the support they give for families, uh, both when they're, you know, in the club and when, even when they've left. So, no, it's, it's sort of like a group family, you know, community right now, with I think, and looking after everyone. Good but stuff. Your, your player manager is the one that, if you've got... They're the one you tell the most to. Correct. They're the ones you, you, you share the most with because they're, you know, you've got their full trust. And also, you know, if you're not happy with something at the club, you can't exactly go to the club and say, oh, I'm not happy with this or, or you know, you're worried about things. Well, your manager is the one that you've. Can you imagine, you Nizzy, your, your can you imagine Nizzy looking at Gavin Bell or Peter Bell and, and uh, Garlo and all that, and they look out the window and here comes Colin. The young is supporting the car park. No, that's not true. What's again. happened? What's that's, happened? That's not true. There he is. Nizzy always smiles and gives me a handshake. <laughs> How close is your relationship when you get the phone call at 2 or 3 in the morning and go, hey, uh, mate, I'm... I'm I've stuffed up. I'm in a bit oh, of trouble. Oh, yeah, those days were pretty well more gone now. I had a, had a had about a 15-year run at that with calls <laughs> at 1 in the morning and 2 in the morning. But, um, you know, the industry's really tightened up in the AFL and, you know. Who yeah, rang the most? Who, 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 Curry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I love him dearly. And um, so, uh, but we are, he kept me going in the game because he just made life interesting. Yeah. And probably one of the best players I've ever seen. Dose. Superstar. Star, absolute yeah. star. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you coming in early. No uh, welcome next door. Yeah. If we can do anything for you. I, uh, I suggest you stay away from us. Well, let me tell you, you you know what? This will become my office because I watch every player come and go. (laughs) You're going to have to come in the back way. I know. They know everything we're up to. Aaron Norton comes in. What's going on with Aaron Norton? Uh, They they just bought a house here in Perth somewhere. Yeah, apparently so. Apparently they did. They all do. Uh, Tim English, Rudy Ellis. Uh, All right. He's on. (laughs) Thanks for coming in. No problem. Pleasure, guys. Brilliant. Head of player representation of Corporate Sports Australia. Fantastic, and you can see all his best work in Show Me the Money 2. Let's get a breakaway. We certainly did. Uh, Let's get a breakaway, and Kane Corns will hear all that and more. Uh, Let's get a breakaway. We'll come back. We'll do it on this day before we get to 7 o'clock. This is Scotty Ingalls.